they gave plenty of opportunities for people to network and learn from each other. And that did happen. It was it was a lot of fun to to interact with other people. You know, sometimes these very large conferences, the intimacy is not there, and you you really just don't get to have meaningful dialogue with with people. But this wasn't that. This was a good chance to talk with other people, talk with our peers from other companies, share success, share challenges. Welcome to Innovation Talks. Join us weekly as we discuss with distinguished industry guests how to refine and improve corporate innovation and new product development. Hosted by Paul Heller, Sophion Chief Evangelist. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're all doing well out there. Thanks for joining me again. I just got back from a conference and I thought I'd just share some of my experiences there. The conference is called Innovators. It's spelled I-N-N-O-V-8-R-S. This time it was in Austin. They move it around different cities around the world. I went with a colleague, Daryl Copperin, and the two of us uh, went there to learn, participate. We actually even conducted a workshop while we were there. Our workshop was on the ABCs of innovation. And it was great, a lot of fun, good discussion. The conference is attended, this particular one was attended, probably about 130 people were there from lots of different companies. And and that's what struck me was the quality of the attendees. A lot of times you go to conferences and you're, the attendees are kind of a mixed bag, but this was a just a really good set of attendees with great background from a lot of different companies. And they were very interesting to talk to. And one of the things the organizers did very well, I was very impressed with, was they gave plenty of opportunities for people to network and learn from each other. And that did happen. It was it was a lot of fun to, to interact with other people. You know, sometimes these very large conferences, the intimacy is not there. And you, you really just don't get to have meaningful dialogue with, with people. But this wasn't that. This was a good chance to talk with other people, talk with our peers from other companies, share success, share challenges. It actually began with um, a round table, a set of round tables. And I was on the round table focused on ESG, uh, environmental social governance and sustainability. And uh, there were other round tables on other topics. And our table was full and we had some great discussion. You know, you could sense there's, there's a lot of personal buy-in or or desire for environmental action. And that was uh, on our table with some of the people. And other members of the table were taking a more corporate view to say, well, how do we do something about this and what do we do? Uh, so we kind of had both both represented there. And it was just a, just a great discussion. The uh, speakers throughout the conference were really good. And the, the first one that opened it up was Tiffany Vasilik. She's the chief growth officer of the Board of Innovation. And she was talking about six shifts that are going to shape the future of innovation. And uh, she only actually went through three of them, but there's others that she didn't have time to get through. But she started talking about the story of Loop. I didn't know about Loop. Loop is all about hearing protection. Earplugs that reduce noise, but they really go for style and... um I, I, I like to attend 
ice hockey games. And when I go, I have to bring my earplugs because it's so darn loud. And I have those foam earplugs that you roll in your fingers, squish them down, stick them in your ear, and they expand back out and cut the noise out. Not the most pleasant experience uh, to put them in. Half the time they don't work. They fall out and then you got to put them in again and they never expand quite right. And they certainly don't look stylish. And Loop is everything but that. If you go to their website, uh, loopearplugs.com, you'll see a, a nice picture of how they look. But her story was interesting. They actually originally were designed and created by people who went to concerts. And they were looking and they were seeing that, you know, there's a lot of protection for your head protection for your bicyclists with helmets, a lot of sports protection, a lot of things protecting against bodily harm, but surprisingly very little protecting against your ear, your hearing bodily harm. And I guess the two people that went to this one particular concert, one got tinnitus or tinnitus, however you want to say it, the other one didn't. And uh, they were talking about that, and they they came up with the idea to make this uh, new kind of hearing protection. They finally got to market with it, and as soon as they came, and obviously focus on concert goers and the concert experience, when they got out, COVID hit. And their business, you know, you know what happened to their business then. Nobody was going to concerts. But the story she told was what they did next, which was to keep going and focus on people being in noisy environments. And they had a number of different, probably different ways they went about that. But one of the ones that that Tiffany shared was mothers who are around very noisy children and sometimes just need to tune out the noise to do something else. And uh, apparently that's that's a thing. Apparently they're very popular for that reason. I've watched my my daughter-in-law with with her four kids, and I I could see a need for it, that's for sure. Uh, But anyway, it was a neat story, and that company has done remarkably well. So fun to hear that story. Another speaker that I really enjoyed listening to was Andrew Bins from Change Logic, and he was talking about how corporations can beat startups at innovation. You know, everybody thinks startups are unbeatable and that's the way the way it goes. But he he raised some very valid points. Something he called the corporate explorers. These are the people internally who are really just excited about something and driving uh innovation. His point was it's not the process that makes the change. It's these internal corporate explorers that get it done. And he shared examples of companies that have shifted from one type of product to another. And in, and in doing so, they actually created larger businesses. Then he talked about the silent killers of exploration that exist in every company. And they work against the corporate explorers. He mentioned that corporate explorers from inside the company outperform corporate explorers that might be hired in. So you want to hire somebody in because they have certain expertise to help you do some uh, new type of corporate innovation. They have a challenge that the internal people don't have. The internal people know how to work the system. They know how to ask for favors. They know who, uh, how to find and sign up allies, ambassadors, advocates. They know how to identify and spot the blockers. And so it was just an interesting perspective that he was sharing about uh, about this. And I'll see if I can get Andy to join us on a, on a podcast. It might be fun. 
There were other other presentations talking about startups and how to be successful with startups and the theme of entrepreneurs fall in entrepreneurs fall in love with a problem and that you know the question is why is obstructionism so great against or so strong against innovators different perspectives the different speakers had different perspectives on that you know one speaker said you know as as soon as you start to succeed you could become a threat to those who have power and want to retain it so it's kind of interesting uh some of the perspectives that the the speakers were sharing i think you know i wrote a i wrote a number of quotes i wanted to share with you i kind of collected my favorite quotes on uh, from the event and one one was uh what enables success, the license to explore, the passion to solve a customer problem, the social capital to win support, an experimentation approach, the autonomy to operate, and the leverage of core assets. I thought that that's pretty darn good. Uh, another quote, I already said it, every entrepreneur falls in love with a problem. Another quote was, think system-wide, not user-first. And again, as I said, it's not the process that makes the change. It's the internal people that make the change. Uh, there were some great presentations on accelerators. In fact, somebody from Nestle R&D gave a presentation on their accelerator and how they work and how they make it work and uh, you know, where their ideas come from. And their ideas come from one of three areas, new macro trends or shifts, white space that's linked to the business strategy and differentiating technology. And then she took us through how they, you know, that's a global company doing innovation and accelerators in many different places around the world, obviously having a lot of success with it. Other good presentations uh, as well, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to speak about uh, much today. What I also liked about the format of the work of the entire event were the workshops, uh, which become much more focused, much more intimate. And this is where you can learn. They're like learning workshops uh, where you come to learn, you come to experience that learning with other people from other companies. In the workshop that we held, we talked about innovation and we talked about all the different aspects and areas of innovation. You've got product management, project management, ideation, front end, uh, new product development, technology discovery, trend spotting. I mean, there's many, many things we've talked about in these podcasts in the past. Uh, culture. The big one that the group came out with that actually was, was really underpinning it all is innovation culture. So we talked a bit about that as a group and we were sharing ideas about different things that have worked from a cultural standpoint. People sh shared things that they had done or they had experienced that worked well. So it was a workshop about those kind of things. Uh was a lot of fun. And, you know, it's just a great event. If you get a chance to go to an innovators conference, do do it. Do try it. I don't know what the ones in the other countries are like as far as being there, there physically face-to-face, -face, but I know that the quality of the presentations that were in the innovators conferences, the unconferences as they called them during the pandemic were, were, were really great. And likewise, when you're there uh, live and in person, it's just a quality uh, conference focused on innovation. So just want to share that with you. I hope you all have a great week ahead and uh, we'll talk to you again next time. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week for Innovation Talks with Paul Heller. 
If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For additional information on today's topic, check out sophion.com, S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, where you will find plenty of innovation-centric content and corporate best practices. If you'd like to discuss anything with Paul or would like to get in touch with the show, email us at talks at sophion.com.